0: Is up, everybody? Welcome into Washington Hangover. I am your host, Colin Shute, with your other host, Nicholas Webster. How you doing, Nick?
1: Uh, I'm doing good. Better than Sunday.
0: Good, good. You've had some time to recover, feel yourself again.
1: I mean, I got to watch some other football, and uh, eventually, you know, watching Cam Newton get stuffed at the goal line... Watching the Las Vegas Raiders Uh, beat Drew Brees. I was able to distract myself with other games, not to mention the NBA
0: Conference Finals. There's been some really interesting games, huh? I agree with you. Uh, Watching other football games was fun. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Went out to Joshua Tree with Candice and her friend Amber, and uh, she's a big Las Vegas Raiders fan. So we did watch that Monday night game, yeah, and it was exciting. Yeah, she was very shocked to be competing against the Saints like that. I thought it was a great game, and just seeing John Gruden just, I mean, he was so pumped up. That little smirk on that third and 10 pitch play where they ran it into the end zone (laughs) right after he had fumbled. He gave it right back to him. Um, you know, John Gruden was very satisfied in beating Sean Payton on Monday night football to go to two and oh, I thought it was a it was an awesome game for the Raiders. So good for them
1: to see that scowl or whatever grim, whatever he had (laughs) going on in his face. You know, that was $100,000. He essentially paid to show that face. Did you hear about all the fines (laughs) the NFL leveled?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um what was the actual figure cuz I know that Sean Payton and John Gruden got fined for not yeah. wearing their masks properly.
1: I I want to say it was um five five head coaches. So it's 500,000 from the those coaches and then each of their teams is a $250,000 fine.
0: Wow. I and the- okay, I I don't understand this though, Nick. I don't get the the mask the coaches needing to wear the mask. Uh out in the world I totally understand People should wear masks going into stores. It's really not hard to wear a mask. Um, it's very easy to put on. I don't mind doing it. But when everyone's being tested every day, and the players aren't wearing masks, and the coaches are around the players every day, I don't understand the point or why the coaches need to wear masks.
1: I I think they t- they you know they're they're role models. <laughs> Fortunately or unfortunately, they're role models for a lot of society. And you know, just like in social media, we take our cues off of these sports figures. I, I think the NFL recognizes it's got to set a standard, uh, unfortunately. Um, and I think they're, they're trying to be leaders in that regard. So
0: yeah, I, I can understand that, but realistically, uh, if you're around the team all day, it just doesn't seem to make a lot of, a lot of sense to me.
1: Hey, Let's give props to Andy Reid's uh, face shield. Then they just need to go with the face shield. It worked this this week. You could see the old walrus
0: himself in all of his un, unfogged glory. Yeah, yeah. It was no longer like your 96 Civic where you haven't replaced your windshield wipers <laughs> since you bought it. You know? Um, yeah. down right the uh,
1: windows. Defrost it. Look out. <laughs>
0: There really were some interesting games this weekend. um the Seahawks game against the Patriots was an awesome game uh which kind of ties into to our fantasy league so uh if you don't know, Nick and I are in a fantasy league that uh, Nick's the commissioner called um the Chinese Buffet League, correct the League of Chinese buffets, right the League yeah. of Chinese Buffets. Mm-hmm. And, it was less uh,
1: offensive sounding that way. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, big lover of Chinese buffets, if you don't know that. I don't know where you've been, but um, it's meant in an honor and reverent sort of way, not in some racist, <laughs> jokey, inside joke sort of way. Anyway, Colin, please.
0: Yeah. Um. So it's it's only a 10-team league, but uh, our buddy Justin, who's also a big Washington fan, I was going head-to-head against him and it was a super competitive back-and-forth battle, and he took a pretty damn good lead going into Sunday night, and I just had Russell Wilson, and just Russell Wilson is quite a lot, uh, actually. Uh, It certainly
1: seems this year.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he was just enough to give me the edge with his fifth touchdown pass of the game. And put me up by a less than a single point over Justin. And then the next morning, they reversed the score, and I'm losing all of a sudden. And I'm like, what? How can that possibly be? And it's because Harrison Butker, who was on Justin's team, kicked that crazy 58-yard field goal three times, which was amazing and epic in itself. Yeah. But he had had a blocked extra point earlier... In the game, which, as you know, uh, is standard negative one point for missed extra point.
1: Well, that's in the League of Chinese Buffets. That's an exception Uh, for our league. It's a negative one point for every missed point after.
0: But I do Uh, think that is standard in Yahoo, correct? It was was zero in Yahoo. Is it really? Yeah. That was your little twist. My little twist, yeah. Well, thank you, kind. You're sir. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> I thought that was standard in all Yahoo leagues. <laughs> wow. Um that's our little wrinkle. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh the Last difference year between you a have win lost. and a loss. Yeah. But um regardless so they reverse it though in the morning for some reason. And it's now no longer negative 1 point. Um they've given it back to Justin. Uh which was very confusing. And then they ended up reversing it again. So I did get the victory in a wild turn of affairs. Yeah.
1: Um, And a couple frantic text messages, you know?
0: Yes. (laughs) They gave him a
1: point back. They gave him a point back.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It was very confusing. I didn't understand why they gave it back to him. And I was talking to Justin about it, and we were both kind of laughing. And he was like, oh, well, I guess uh, guess we're both going to be one and one now.
1: Yeah, he ain't changing it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like, "Uh, oh, oh, I don't I don't know about that."
1: Um, before we get into some Washington talk, since we're in this fantasy world, I have a conundrum, Colin. And uh and for our listeners out there, I am asking for some input here. Um I've always been a little critical of watching Jordan Reed play, not that he's not fantastic to watch, but with his injuries, it's concerning. And um in our fantasy league, Colin, I I got Rob Gronkowski, who has been a complete shit shitshow. Uh, a stain on fantasy. Uh, terrible, 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 terrible. Um, and so I need to make an adjustment at the tight end position. I have Logan Thomas, who I just picked up because I'm desperate, uh, against Cleveland Brown, which is the um, number one defense that gives up points to the tight end position. Or do I play Jordan Reed who had a monster game with George Kittle out, Um, seven receptions, some 80-plus yards, and
0: two touchdowns.
1: What do you think, Colin? Who gets the start for my fantasy team? I'm 0-2. I'm desperate.
0: Well, now that Jordan Reed has switched teams, i definitely go with him. (laughs) I mean, look, uh, Logan Thomas, he couldn't catch anything against the Cardinals, and it wasn't necessarily his fault. Uh, a lot of those balls were just out of his reach, but uh, I don't know. I wouldn't put money on that. Okay. Uh, but hey, Jordan Reed's also just one hit away from being out for the rest of the year, you know uh, amazing though, two Tds, right? Yeah, I think they had said it had been years since he had scored two touchdowns. so it was uh, I mean good for him, you know i'm I'm not mad that Jordan Reed got two Tds. It sucks that uh you know his career in Washington had to end the way it did. Yeah. But wow, he, he certainly looked good on Sunday.
1: Yeah, um, you know we never got your views on the Arizona game, and I just want to go back there for just a little bit. Um, do you think uh, what you witnessed there was also sort of the uh, the beginning of the end of the
0: career for Dwayne Haskins in Washington? Wow, wow. So we do, <laughs> wow we procrastinate <laughs> almost ten minutes here, not talking about Washington football because. <laughs> We knew this was coming. We knew this sort of painful question was was uh, about to be upon us. Um wow.
1: People do, are freaking out.
0: Take I Trevor. Think... <laughs> yeah, I've seen it, that. It's gotten messy I have out there, that. Colin. I've seen that. Well, I guess we're going to get Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, have the have the winds turned, huh? Last yeah. week it was 11 and 5. <laughs> We're going 11-5. and five. I don't know who we're going to lose to. Uh, to this week, the fans are saying we're going to get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Look, I, I, I mean, I want to just take everything slowly. I want to take everything with a grain of salt. I want to try to relax. I want to try to uh, get back to that carefree attitude that I took before the season began of, you know, just let the dice roll, see what happens. I'm not expecting much and not get too caught up in, hey, Dwayne's Dwayne's finished, Dwayne's done, Dwayne's not a good quarterback. But um, week to week, yes, so far I, I will say I'm not impressed with Dwayne Haskins at all. I think he's really struggling and... I, I want to keep seeing what he's got, you know. I, I want to see what he has for another four weeks or so. Um, four if he weeks, to, yeah. If you, he continues, you closed to look, it
1: down. I was ready for the whole year. I was going to give him the whole year. You, you're giving
0: him four weeks. Well, I, I'm saying if he looks like this this bad in another four weeks, and we're one in five, you know, you got to start really considering other options then. <laughs> But yeah, I, I mean, right? They've certainly given it, given him the team, right? They've given him. They have, yeah. I think they've given him the year, you know. But I'm, I'm saying, if you're one in ten, you know, and he's looking like this, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you got to start considering those other options.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: I don't know, Nick. He just he looked really bad on Sunday.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and. Chris Cooley also the big swirls around. Chris Cooley did a film breakdown on the Kevin Sheehan show. Uh, It's a podcast. It's pretty good. Um, If you're into hearing somebody really break down some film in layman's terms, I I like Chris Cooley a lot. I I highly suggest checking it out. Um, It's about an hour and a half into the podcast, but um, he was not too complimentary of Dwayne, and he was trying to stay positive. Everything looked good. Uh, but yeah there's there's a lot of concerns and and the big one is the inaccuracy and it's still too early to tell right it's too early in the year although I was pressing the panic button during game day on Sunday what what is it about that I I think all the fans in Washington do it too we're so flippant where we just on the switch we change Super Bowl Trevor Lawrence Super Bowl oh god
0: Yeah, uh, it's a little irrational, but it's an emotional game, right? It's filled with highs and lows. So I think you can quickly get swept up in those feelings and, you know, it's a game. So people just say shit that, you know, they don't really mean or they don't really think about because it doesn't really matter in the long run. Uh, The booze
1: changes the experience too. Boy, especially mm -hmm. in football, you know? I mean, yeah. it's like being that you know you're the you're the drunk guy in the patio porch party, hanging out with all your friends. And, oh, the highs are really high. Oh, Kyle's here,
0: Kyle. Yeah, I don't even alcohol's a terrible Like drink.
1: Kyle, yes. Kyle's an asshole. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, alcohol's awful. It's the worst. <laughs> um, nothing good ever really comes from it. So, uh well, 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 yeah, Washington uh, hangover. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, Dwayne, he just he didn't look very accurate. He didn't look comfortable in the pocket. He seemed to be spinning himself around and running into his own linemen, kind of running in and um, creating sacks for himself, it seemed, at times. And that wasn't really fun to watch. Um, I, I, it was hard for me to evaluate his reads when I was watching the stream. Uh, but I think you talked about Cooley mentioning that there were times where Terry McLaurin and certain people were open, very open, and he just wasn't hitting them or finding them or seeing them. Yeah,
1: yeah. And he talked about that there were starting to be some limitations that the the plays that they're running are not very complex. Um, you know, he said that at this stage in the game they should be a little more further in the playbook. Um, or Scott Turner's not the answer at offensive coordinator, which if you're looking at any of the success he had with Carolina is probably, probably not the case. Um, it's too simple of, of the plays that are being run and and he's not quite making the right reads. And just like you talked about his pocket presence is not always the best, right? I mean, if you're a fan of this team and you're watching that game on Sunday, you, you saw him sliding into the defenders, right? Just going into sacks almost. Um and I'm still I'm still not over that that sack that he took in the first half that took us out of field goal range. You know? That's like that Kirk Cousins taking a knee shit. It just it drives you nuts. There has to be an IQ, an awareness of the situation, of what's going on. And if nothing else, throw it into the dirt or throw it away when you roll out or something. Um those are frustrating to me.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it was super frustrating. Yeah, I mean there was just turnovers, 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 right? The fumble when we were in the red zone after we got the pick. Uh, We were in scoring position. Steven Sims with the fumble and the punt return. Yuck. I got to say, I I like him, but Mm -hmm. his return game, it seems like he's never getting upfield.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the Jets, but he spends it all going across the, the, the width of the field. Um, and he's he got seems, some holes, man, with his speed.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Go forward, young man. He's indecisive. He's very indecisive back there. So yeah, look, I I hope we see Dwayne Haskins the rest of the year. I don't have, to, I don't want to pull you know anybody else up. And I hope it's his team. I hope he competes and gets better. And you know we're competitive. We'll see. We'll see. You know, there's hope. There's hope yeah. against the Browns. Uh, before we move on to the Browns, though, let's talk a little more about the Cardinals game since I haven't been able to jump into it with you. There was another thing that really frustrated me, and I, I put it out as a story on our Instagram. Just the fact that Ron Rivera didn't call a timeout at the end of the game, it really pissed me off. Like, I don't know, that, that was weak to me. I, I just, come on, at least try. I know that that it's very hopeless, the situation is not ideal, but it was very weird to see him just throw the white flag out there, just to see him say, ah, all right, this game's over, we're not going to compete. I mean, look at Dallas, for example, that was a miraculous comeback, they score, they get an onside kick, a game-winning field goal, and I know we would have had to score two TDs and a two-point conversion, but... Nick, did it bum you out to see them just give up with a minute and a half?
1: It was confusing. It, it, it really was because I found that I was less angry, that it was less of that and more, I really was kind of like running, you know, I had my, <laughs> my hair in my hands and I was just like, wait, what are we doing? Like, what's, what's going on? What, why is there no get up and go? Why are we doing run plays here? Um, I was more confused and lost, and I I felt like I just wasn't getting the full picture of what was happening. Like, what was being communicated when they
0: stopped caring about winning the game? Right, right. What were the underlying messages there? Yes. Subconsciously, what was going on? I mean, to me, it said, we don't have faith that our team can drive up the field and Mm -hmm. score quickly to give us a possibility of getting an onside kick, you know. We didn't even have faith that um we could do that. It yeah, it wasn't a good it wasn't a good vibe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So so it, it made you pretty angry though. That's it's also a terrible conclusion, by the way. <laughs> I hope that's not the case, but I don't have much to argue against of that. Like, you never see the two-minute hurry-up, right? Sometimes they play the up-tempo game a little bit to get Haskins into some rhythm. But in terms of the two-minute drill where they got to, you know, throw it to the outside, try to save some clock, I have not yet seen Dwayne Haskins even attempt an offense that looks like that.
0: Yeah, and why not even, you know, if, if you don't even think we can win, don't you want him practicing in these situations? Don't you want him competing out there? Uh, it, it was a little confusing for me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it made me very upset to see us not compete, to just stop with a minute and a half. Uh, I didn't get it at all. It bugged me. Uh, I, I don't know what the thinking was behind Ron Rivera. I didn't see any post-game interviews. Maybe he addressed it somewhere down the line. But to me, it said, yeah, we don't have faith that we can win this game. And yeah. that was upsetting. Yeah. So... Uh moving on, looking towards next Sunday, which is a what one one o'clock kickoff, one Eastern Mm -hmm. kickoff. Yep. Against the Cleveland Browns, who had a really competitive game against the Cincinnati Bengals. They won thirty-five to thirty. And I gotta say, that that offense for the Browns, it was clicking. Thirty-five points. Baker Mayfield looked really good. Nick Chubb had over a buck twenty rushing. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a real challenge. Nick, you and I talked uh, with Justin Ayers when we went on his podcast, and he's a big Oklahoma Sooner guy, so he's also a big Baker Mayfield guy. And, Nick, my question to you, is there anyone more annoying in the league than watching Baker Mayfield celebrate?
1: (laughs) Uh, I think the only one that comes to mind is Ezekiel Elliott. Yes. just just because of the being the rival and the feed me and the tattoo and all the bullshit that comes with it. Um, Baker Mayfield, yeah. Yeah, there's something about him that just really bothers you. I would actually even say probably Odell Beckham Jr. too. You hated seeing him celebrate against the, the Redskins in the past. But those two combined, you know, if it's Baker Mayfield completing touchdowns to OBJ, um, fuck, that's... It's going to be so irritating to watch a swaggy Baker Mayfield. I mean, I've seen some things from the fans uh, on Twitter where they're like, yeah, they just need to show Chase Young, Baker Mayfield, planting that Sooner flag at Ohio State time and time again.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. They should. I hope he can drive them into the turf. (laughs) I I agree. Um, It'd be nice to sit him down. He's a smug, cocky motherfucker. Yeah. You got anybody that's that's
1: like worse? You know there are, there are those players that you just hate seeing celebrate against your team. I can't think of anybody else though in in that category. That Zeke, tier absolutely Zeke yeah. is
0: I think number one. He, yeah. I mean he has a tattoo that says feed me. <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, yeah, and then Odell is is just right up there who's going to be catching the balls from Baker on Sunday. So yeah, it, it's going to be challenging, right? And they're guys you just want to shut up because they talk a lot of smack, and you want to prove them wrong. And you know, they can walk the walk sometimes. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, one thing I'm pretty curious about, if we go back to the Cardinals game for a sec, Kyler Murray, first of all, um, he's incredible. He looked amazing. He looked like the real deal. You know, he he is a budding star. He's so twitchy, and he almost completely destroyed me in fantasy, uh, <laughs> him alone. He was amazing. And I think his scrambling ability, his his mobility, and the game plan they designed for him, the rolling out, and it, it just totally neutralized the defensive line. It just totally neutralized all that pressure we, we were able to generate against the Eagles. And I'm very curious if the Browns are paying any attention. I imagine they're going to try to get Baker Mayfield out of the pocket mm-hmm. and take advantage of his wheels. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, what adjustments can we make as a defense?
1: Yeah. Well, and then let's talk about, you know, Nick Chubbs up there, uh, Kareem Hunt, who signed that, that contract extension, just got paid, obviously scored the touchdown. Um it's concerning, because linebacker core, like, once you get kind of past the defensive line, everything kind of becomes suspect. There's a lot more question marks that happen. You know, Thomas Davis Sr., he was active for the Arizona game, but it sure didn't seem like it mattered too much. Now, the one good thing, right, is Kyler Murray, I guess, is Kyler Murray. Uh, there's not too many people that have that twitch that he has, Um I would say Baker Mayfield is shifty, but I wouldn't really classify Mayfield as twitchy. Would you? Would you agree with me on that?
0: Yeah. yeah, you know he can certainly scramble. He's got great mobility, but he's not in the same class as Kyler Murray. That's that's for sure. Yeah. But uh, if the Browns are watching film, which I'm taking a guess that they are, <laughs> uh, I'd imagine they would try to take advantage of some of the different ways that Arizona took advantage of, of our impressive defensive line. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, and now it, it brings you to the question mark, which is really, what do you, what are you going to get? <laughs> I mean, week one, we played the decimated Eagles, ton of sacks, right? Week two, Arizona Cardinals, which pretty much moved the pocket at will. It seemed with Kyler Murray, yep. um, only got what? Three sacks on the day.
0: Yeah, and also his release was incredible. He was getting the ball out of his hands so fast. So a lot of credit to him. It'll be interesting to see if Baker can make decisions that fast.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's still some question marks. I think it's going to be interesting to see Baker Mayfield, you know, versus Dwayne Haskins, because these are two quarterbacks that you know drafted obviously pretty highly. Um, some both would argue questionably higher than maybe they should have gone. Uh, Baker Mayfield was what, number one overall pick?
0: Was he the number one overall pick? I,
1: maybe. I, I want to say he
0: was. Wow. Because I thought it was the big surprise. Wow. Um, You might be right. Uh, we'll I see. I guess I'll look it up real quick now. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> but you know, they're the two quarterbacks who have not quite met... Pretty lofty expectations, you know, and with Dwayne's case, it's, well, we gotta let him, you know, we gotta let him mature, he only had one year at Ohio State, Baker Mayfield comes with a bit of a different pedigree, but pretty middling results there up in Cleveland, You're, you're not too satisfied that he's the answer, they've spent a lot of money on weapons for him to get better, and that just always hasn't translated, it seemed like it started to click against the Bengals last week, but it is the Bengals we're talking about, who... Arguably, stay in the basement of the NFL more than the uh, the Washington football team.
0: Yeah, yeah, Baker first overall. Yeah, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, uh, good on you. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's really it's going to be hard to predict the score of this game, Nick. <laughs> it's going to be very hard. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to talk about before we get into those predictions? Well, let's go ahead, let's just recap score prediction, giveaway that happened uh, this
1: last Sunday against the Arizona game. We had about 20 entries that came in. Uh, no correct, no correct scores of, of any kind. Um, very few people had selected the Arizona Cardinals to win, uh, much less to uh, have quite the point margin. So uh, no successes, which means unfortunately right now, the Seattle Seahawks fan is still in the lead from week one. Ryan, you bastard um so we'll see we need your score predictions because we need somebody else to get that prize a washington football fan that's what we need so we'll be opening that up at 12 o'clock you can always follow us on twitter instagram and facebook that's where it will be that's where you comment your prediction and that's where you can win the hundred dollar prize pack it's great but no i got nothing colin let's get into the score predictions it is going to be a difficult one to to figure out which team you're going to get
0: Yeah. Yeah. For both teams. Yeah. Um, I, I had the Cardinals score correct at 30 points, but I was way off. I was way too optimistic about the Washington football team. Um, boy, our offense just looked so abysmal that I'm having a very difficult time this week being optimistic. It's very hard to be optimistic, Nick, right? After seeing that performance, from from our offense i just don't know how we're going to score that many points so um unfortunately i think i am gonna <laughs> have to predict my first washington football team loss here on the show Uh 23 20 browns i'm gonna say 23 20 browns
1: okay first first loss you're one and one so far in predictions in the win-loss column Um, it's hard, man. This is such a, such a yo-yo part of the thing. It's, it's hard to really remove the emotions on the prediction to be objective, you know, to really analyze the facts. Um, (laughs) yeah, I'm, I'm worried. I think there is a uh, blueprint for how you can kind of evade some of this talent on the defensive line. I know Bakers no know, know Kyler Murray, but um, I'm sure they're going to do their best impression with the success that Kyler had last week. Browns are coming off an extra break. They played that Thursday night game, so they had the long rest. Plenty of game plan. They've got footage on how to beat that defense. And look, <laughs> if the offense is going to continue to sputter and be as inconsistent and inaccurate as Dwayne Haskins is, um, there's quite a blueprint there of how to, you know, distract him. And if you don't believe me, again, go check out that Chris Cooley you know, film breakdown, because you're going to really start to notice it once once you start to hear Cooley break down that film. Uh, it becomes really concerning when you at home can start to see the flaws. Um, that being said, maybe that's something they're working on. Maybe they're just waiting for the right time. And what better time than now when you're 1-1 one and, one and still atop the NFC East, Colin? Uh, That being said, i got to give a prediction, and I'm just stalling here. Objectively, I'm with you. How can you predict the Washington team to score any points um, other than what the defense gives them on a short field? I think it's going to be tough sledding. I think there's a lot of talent on that Cleveland Browns team. I'm hoping it's going to be a lot more competitive than it was last Sunday. I'm going to say that the Cleveland Browns are going to win. I think they're going to win 31 and I think uh, think the Redskins... Ugh, Washington's going to have 20. 31-20. to 20,
0: Cleveland. Okay. So we both think uh, Washington's going to settle with 20 points. Yeah, it's just hard to imagine them scoring much more. But you never know. It is possible. And I certainly hope so. I really... I, I hope we can win this game. I do think it is a winnable game. It's just... Uh, man last week did not give me a lot of confidence and even the game against the eagles did not give me a lot of confidence in this offense right now mm-hmm. i think i think they're going to have to get super creative and find some really interesting wrinkles some some play calls that are just um deceptive yeah i right? mean
1: look if if they stay with the run game that they've been rolling i, I thought of you you know last sunday those averages were great. Antonio Gibson, he looks like he's going to be the featured back there coming up as he gets more comfortable in the playbook. And J.D. McKissick had a great yards per average. Um, that run yeah. game was working. It just, <laughs> the score got so out of hand so quickly.
0: Boy, we love a 17 0 deficit, don't we? Yeah, Mick. We certainly do, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I hope that we can keep. Keep it going on uh, with the running game. And I want to see more deception in the offense. I want to see more screens, some more play-action fakes. You know, I-, I think you might even have to pull out uh, a few trick plays here and there. You know, you got to do something to keep the Browns on their toes, right? you got to win some matchups. And, I don't know, Scott Turner is going to have to get super creative here.
1: Yeah. I would be shocked. I, I would be truly amazed if I saw a trick play... That involved the quarterback doing things. Um, if if he ain't doing the two-minute drill, he should not be out there spending all of his practice time doing gadget plays. Um, I don't think it happens. I, I, I hope he expands that playbook. I I just want to see him complete passes, all right? Can we just see that this Sunday? Come on, Dwayne.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, where, where are all the screens at, right? Because yeah. the, the drop-back passing game just... It doesn't seem to be very effective right now. So maybe some screens can get them comfortable, you know, some really quick routes just to get them in rhythm. Mm -hmm. Because I think something that you talked about earlier, right, is there weren't any passes over 10 yards in terms of the ball traveling over 10 yards. I think we had some yards after the catch that were over 10, but um, you just wasn't seeing anything downfield, right?
1: Yeah. So only two two yards. Uh, we talked about that before we recorded. Um, what Cooley broke down was there was only two two throws over 10 yards completed by Dwayne Haskins. Um, there was some yards after the catch, but he ain't throwing the ball too much downfield. And if he is, he's certainly not completing it. Um, that being said, it feels like he he he's 50-50. When you're watching the game in real time, it, fe- it feels like he's going to make one, he's going to miss one. I mean... That's how many balls you watch not not reach their intended targets. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Here, I got one more for you since we're at the end of the podcast. Um, what are your thoughts on Troy Apke? You think he's going to turn it around
0: this year? <laughs> I think I said something uh, on our Instagram. I said, what did I say about Troy Apke? Well... First of all, it felt like we had about twenty two Troy Apkeys out on the field <laughs> against Arizona. Um but yeah, watching Troy Apke is like watching an episode of Naked and Afraid. He's lost. He is lost back there. Uh it was it, it's not fun yeah. watching him play right now. Um I feel bad for the guy. He he's getting just steamrolled out there. He 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 doesn't know where to be. Yeah. He's confused. He's naked and afraid. I was waiting for him to
1: roll the ball, like Kyler Murray, to roll the ball between Apke's legs. I thought he was going to get nutmegged before the game was over. (laughs) But uh, it didn't happen. So good thing thing I didn't bet my money on Vegas on that play. He
0: was going to play a little pool, little billiards (laughs) off the side of his helmet, you know, throw it off and hit Hopkins. Man, how did Hopkins end up so wide open on that TD? That was yeah. another thing that drove me crazy.
1: Yeah, Landon Collins. Nick, um, that was Landon Collins's spot. You go back yes. and watch the footage. That's Landon Collins' area on the field. He turns around to look DeAndre Hopkins, their number one target by far, uh, and then puts his hands on his helmet because yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I feel an- another
0: thing that. that's that's upsetting going into the week against the Browns is Brandon Scherf. has been placed on IR with that knee injury. That's a big loss. That's a big loss. It's going to make everything a little more difficult come Sunday.
1: Yeah, three to five weeks, sprained MCL right, which is better than the ACLs that apparently snapped across the league. Uh, The injuries from week two were really surprising, I thought. Um, You know, Saquon Barkley, New York Giants, done for the year. Uh, Corey Latimer, Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa at 49ers. Anyway, a lot of people got injured this this uh this week. Um, yeah, you know, Brandon Sheriff. I had is... to place
0: McCaffrey on IR in fantasy cuz he's out <sighs> about 6 weeks.
1: Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. You know, Haskins already doesn't have enough time to throw and he doesn't have the best pocket to work from. Uh that's it's, it's going to be trouble, you know? At least they went ahead and got a backup with some career starts, you know? Um, Wes Schweitzer, he played for the Atlanta Falcons. I think he started, what they say, 32 games, something like that. So some guard with experience, you know.
0: Yeah, um, that is positive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Nick, I mean, we've sounded a bit uh, negative on this podcast. You know, we're in a little bit of despair after that Cardinals game. <laughs> is there one thing that you're just, you know, really looking forward to seeing on Sunday that you do feel confident about?
1: Oh, that I do feel confident about? No. No, none at all. I, I don't feel I don't feel confident in one thing. I, I'm hopeful in a few things. I'm just more intrigued to see what's gonna happen. You know, I think there's gonna be I mean, first off, the Twitter and Instagram around Washington is crazy, so you can't look too long at those things. You'll 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 lose your mind. But the Dwayne Haskins stuff is really fascinating, and I thought about this for a while, Colin, and I thought, you know, like, it's tough because, one, he's a black quarterback, and those have been historically, you know, not positions that have gone to black players. Uh, There's been some stigmas that black quarterbacks aren't smart enough, so you've got that kind of all swirling around, but I think the bigger thing, the bigger big issue with Dwayne Haskins is, unfortunately, the people that were making football decisions were not the people that made that decision to draft him. And it was Dan Snyder, the one person that the organization fan base collectively dislikes, was the one who came in there and made that call. And I can't help but feel that that is at least somewhere stuck in the subconscious of Washington fans' brains, where it's like, if it doesn't go well, it's like, well, that's because that was Dan Snyder doing Dan Snyder things. Um. And I wonder, you know, how that'll play out. I wonder how long you're going to be able to stick with him. You said that four games, you know, five games more, which you know we'll see how it goes. But I just don't know how many games, poor games, it will take before the fans and the organization have to make some tough decisions.
0: Yeah, I mean, you want to give him the gear to develop, right? You want him absolutely to be competitive and and to prove what he's got. He works extremely hard. We're definitely rooting for him. That that was an an interesting thing. Uh, It seemed like the announcers of the Cardinals-Washington football team game, it seemed like they did not watch that Philly-Washington game at all because they kept talking about how Dwayne Haskins led his team on this comeback down 17 17 points, and I I didn't quite see it that way. Yeah. (laughs) You know?
1: Yeah. But you get the glory as the quarterback, you know? You're you're the helm, and I think you also fall on the sword. Uh, And I don't think we've yet seen Dwayne Haskins succinctly and professionally uh, take control of a game. He's guided a game. He's led a game towards an outcome. But in terms of taking the reins, taking charge, having trust that this is the guy that can get the job done for you or gives you the best chance to win... It leaves a lot to be desired because you're thinking, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who could give us a better chance to win than what we got. But maybe yeah. that's just me, you know, being jealous, wishful thinking.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm certainly rooting for the kid. Uh, he, he's he got incredible tools physically and he works extremely hard. He's very likable. He's, you know, he says all the right things. Um you know he seems just like a good guy. I, I hope he really excels and and something clicks for him this season, and he can be our starting quarterback. I don't want to have to look for a new quarterback, so I'm definitely rooting for Dwayne, and I know you are too. So yeah, let's uh let's hope we see a spark on Sunday, huh? Let's hope we see all of his potential come forward on Sunday, and I hope we're both wrong. I hope we get that win. Nick, you got anything else for us before we sign off?
1: No. Let's see what you got. We'll see what we got on Sunday.
0: All right, guys. So be sure to look out on all our social media platforms an hour before kickoff for our score prediction giveaway. And just be sure that you are following us and comment on that post that we'll put out, an hour before kickoff. And then also about five or ten minutes right after the conclusion of the Browns football team game, we will be live streaming. We'll have our post-game show on YouTube, which you can search Washington Hangover. So be sure to tune in for that. It was a lot of fun after the Philly win. So I'm hoping it's uh, I'm hoping it's something like that because um, that makes those live streams quite easy to do and a lot of fun. So. Hope you'll join us for the live stream win or loss. We'll be there. For Colin Chute in L.A., Nick Webster in New York, we'll see you guys soon on Washington Hangover. The Browns football team game. It's
1: such a clunky thing. It's true. I was like, the football team Browns game.